All right, we're uh, actually recording right now. Spelling, spelling. Ooh, we're recording. Yep, it just started. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. No, it's all good. No, whatever. We just talk like how we usually talk anyway. What's up? You're on the podcast. I'm uh, Flip the Script, DJ Flip the Script. Today we have uh, Justin Joints on. Welcome, Justin Joints. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Yep, how you doing? Oh, not bad. Just uh, <laughs> eating down from day of work on this, uh, is it Tuesday, yeah? Yeah, Tuesday evening. Man, Tuesdays. Trying to stay warm. <laughs> That's for sure, man. The weather out here in Seattle is confusing. It goes being almost 50 degrees and then drastically down into the 30s. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, this is pretty crazy. Uh, it looks like I could just add in whoever else. Um, but so far, it's just me and you. Um, so what have you been up to uh what's what's the latest for you and um the portable world sorry yep hello yep okay let's restart this again i'm gonna recall Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey, sorry about that. Technical difficulties over here. All right. Well, we starting over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you on your headset? Because I can hear myself. Oh, okay. Okay, that's better. So, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, what you been up to? Ah. Uh, uh, in the in the portableist realm. Well, <clears throat> um, lately, been really working on uh, refining or fine tuning my PTO one scratch, <clears throat> which technically is my third PTO one scratch. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I I started with. Uh, the first PTO one that I had, I had installed a uh, innovator directly from the company that specifically wired before they had before they had released it to like you know the sites like their, their website, Open Format, or the current um, version that's out there, the TN Plus or Yeah, DJ Delina and I were both sent a couple of, you know, they they uh, were nice enough, you know, we we they knew that we weren't like any big timers at that time and we still aren't, you know, we're pretty grass point. But right. We we still had to, you know, pay you know, we paid them for it, but at least they were kind enough to hook us up with like early versions. Um and 
uh, I mean, I I spent you know a couple of days kind of planning out like what I was gonna do, doing a little more homework, and then you know, given this was like maybe the same month of when the PTO one was released, we were already kind of thinking of doing this stuff. Um, I mean, the PTO and scratch, but uh, once we finally got those parts, you know, I I just bit the bullet and decided to just take a Dremel to the, the PTO one because um, there were no mods out there the market at the time where you could um, you know plug and play and all that kind of stuff it really required some um, cosmetic adjustment yeah um and in, in around that time it seemed like uh the only thing out there uh really was uh even before the pto1s um uh the scratch poop crew uh dj idea with his uh uh, fire ass mod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like we got all, you know, we got, we we started seeing a few pictures of those. There was no real video of them, you know. Maybe a couple of things on uh, Instagram, uh, and yeah, all other people like uh, the beach shelter homies that were creating some stuff real early on with the original PTO one. Um, right. That you know was pretty dope. That that even before the PTO one scratch was coming out, uh, you had heads that were actually putting faders in the original PTO one and the Vesta and candy truck. So you know, I mean, and you could you can go back in the archives and just check it out because there was only like maybe a handful of, of people that were were modding. So. Yeah, and mainly you would see that out on uh, Instagram. Um, not so much YouTube, because there's not many portables out there uh, documenting Yeah, I think their, their mods and whatnot. <laughs> I think there was like one guy, even before all of us, that had a, a handy track, and he was like making his own little fader box. Um, so his videos are out there. I, I don't remember. I'd have to take a look at YouTube and, and find them. But um, but yeah, I, I can I could say like you know uh, when back in the day, right? Funny how we can say back in the day because it really hasn't been that long. But, <laughs> but uh, right. the way we've been, you know, the way people have been uh, moving this community forward, it, it just feels like you know past three years it just they feel like you know four or five years you know plus so like um i remember well currently you know like um i just decided to to make sure that all my mods work together and they're compatible because one of the main things that was noticed throughout all of the the uh, custom parts that are coming out of the market that not all not all manufacturers are are using the same uh, standard as far as how they're building their chip sets and you know um, not the yeah it's all uh, <clears throat> it's pretty much uh, like you yeah work with what you, you know got. I don't I don't <laughs> have a, 
a big electronic background like maybe you have, you know, um, from your work and stuff. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I have just figured out things on my on my own, and and at first, um, I the first turntable that I modded the scratch from two, right? One for me, and then one for Dilemma. Um, and I think I got lucky, you know, I was able to kind of drill the uh, the fader mini. And cut the holes and then get everything in. Dremel from space inside of the PTO one. Um, it was just a lot of time, you know, and, and making sure that that everything is working right and like not messing with the tone arm or the original, you know, tone arm. So I wouldn't have to do pre preamp installations. Well, we had, you know, we have uh, the homie Hughes, DJ Hughes. You know, he's the first guy, and I think the Northwest that I that we knew had the um, original beach shelter uh, tone arm with the, the sure cartridge on it. And he said that, uh, I asked him about it, how he got it installed. He said that, well, he, he didn't know how to solder, so he actually had to contact, I think, a friend or a cousin that knows what's up with soldering to install it. He was like, yeah, he was like maybe a month in and then, I think he only brought that PTO one to scratch house once, so I'm not really sure if it if it's still working. You know, like you never know. I think some people, still, some of the DJs are are still kind of secretive about when things are working or not working. Because you know, in our scene, it's really like kind of important to to keep appearances up sometimes, and it is what it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, like even on uh, if you try to look on YouTube, it's really hard to find, uh, you know, someone who has the same type of mod and, you know, the answers to something that you you have an issue with. You know, it's either that or you have to like go directly to the manufacturer, and sometimes customer service is next yeah, to nothing. I, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like uh, oh, no. call out anyone, but you know, um, you, yeah. it, it's you know, th this is a it's a it's a custom game, so you know, each each one is is yeah, different. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm already okay with it, right? I always go into this whole thing with the, the vendors with best intentions because you have to, right? You know, like we talked about this maybe a year ago, how the portable scene and. I think the whole group, the core of us, we decided like, yeah, this is totally like the Wild West and uh, the era, and we're like the like trying to be pioneers, at least in the Northwest over here in Seattle, um, to get people. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think like building these these relationships with some of the, the I don't even know if we can call them true vendors at this point. I would I would definitely say it's still on the the maker level, you know. Because, um, you know, I mean, you see a lot of just 3D printed devices and um, things that seem to work and don't work. You know, I just, to be honest, like, as a as a consumer and an operator of of the, the turntable and, and just scratching, right, and being somebody that's uh, interested in, in trying new installations that I just tinkered around, I mean... Um, I think that 
I would probably as many new products as I can as long as I can afford it. Um, but of course now I, you know, with the scene in Europe catching on and the the equipment that they're coming up with, I'm really impressed. And you know, you have Bahari out there, uh, Richie Rustone with the um, the homies that are doing that uh, that aluminum platter with that. Oh yeah, that yeah, that I mean, thing looks crazy. I know crazy. it's not Richie Rustone's the shortcut, the shortcut or solid cut, solid cut. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to that because all the other solutions in the past, I mean, you know, we we've seen all reiterations of it. Like, um, I at one point had bought a bunch of little ball bearings trying to make that work. Beat shelter has a really cool concept. Um, who's that? Who's that? Beat shelter is DJ. Uh, um, I'm so sorry. Focus is it? Focus. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't have it in front sorry, of me. Bro, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that that solution really inspired us. Like that was the first solid solution for the platter wobble. Um, that actually worked. And then out in Japan, you know, they came up with that just plastic ring. Yeah, just a whole. And then it was just a matter of time, you know. We would start seeing people kind of adding platters on top and just mocking it up, and then posting it on Instagram, like trying to tease the community or whatever. Um, and then Solid Cuts just says, "Nope, we we just decided we're going to CNC uh, an actual platter." And I don't believe we've got anybody in Seattle yet that has their hands on one. Um, hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen one personally myself. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, DJ op- Options and I have been really contemplating on, on upgrading our turntables and that. And, well, that's, that's another thing that I've been doing, I did recently. Like, uh, DJ Options, um, you know, who, uh, who actually talk uh, works at the head shop that uh, hosted the uh, group tech uh, last weekend. Was it last week? Yeah. Two weekends ago or last? Yeah, two weekends ago. Um, yeah, two uh, Sundays so, ago. Yeah. Um, he, so what I've been noticing in our in our city is that, you know, there's people that are interested in doing mods, but they just are really hesitant and really scared of messing up their, their deck. So they've been, I've been getting, you know, uh, um, a lot of inquiries to like getting some help and there, for some reason, I don't know why this is. So if you guys are, you guys are out there in the community, you know this right now, like I'm not really big on, on charging, you know, set prices for, for installations. Like I'm always down, you know, to have the favor repaid, but I really, you know, if that's your style, I know a lot of people are like, you know, don't like to take uh, labor, but, you know, I'm, this is our hobby, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, like, uh, like with, with your, uh, with your drones, Pat, or, you know, if someone in Seattle, like, just wanted 
your help in selling certain something, would you would you hesitate in helping them and just say, hey, you know, you got to me? Yeah, no. Um, you know, even just out there, like everyone's helping each other out um, uh, in that aspect, <clears throat> uh, especially through like uh, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook groups and you know and whatnot. Um, it's a little bit harder with the portableist because, like, you know, for me, it's something that I have to like actually have in front of me t- in order for it to, you know, either fix or yeah. problem solve. Uh, so, um, so that's why I've been kind of shying away myself on on like modding out. Uh, uh, my PTL one. Um, I'm just kind of uh, happy with the on off switch right now. Um, don't want to mess with it, uh, putting an ultra pitch or whatever. Uh, maybe if I get a, a, a new deck, I, I'll do it to that. But uh, with this one, it's kind of uh, finicky. Yeah, no, I feel it. I'm like, I, feel it. Uh... I feel it. I, I, uh, I remember um, when first started modding the original PTO ones, man. I was dead set on like I'm not drilling any holes in my turntable until I get another original PTO one. So I literally waited until I came up on another PTO one before I modded anything. Because I was like if I mess up, you know, I yeah I wanna have and I made sure to find um a really good deal on, on my second PTO one, you know, so that it wasn't going to be, you know, it's like the project. That's all it was for. It's just like, all right, this, this PTO one right here is dedicated to, to basically destroy. And I had to go in with that mentality to just be like, all right, I'm going to learn this. This is what I like to do. I like to tinker, but I knew that going into this as brand new as it is for me, um, I had to, to modding something and knowing that I'm going to destroy the table. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so back to auctions, though. He he he's got a really cool um, setup. So I I did his Jesse Dean tone arm installation and. We um, redid his uh, installation of his. Uh, he doesn't have a Jesse Dean crossfader. He's using the uh, Innovator DMP plus with um, the mod that that sits on top of the deck and goes into where the scratch switch would. So the encasing is is the crossfader kind of floating on top, like you, like if you had um, a dedicated. Fader like a arc death one, like a like a, yeah, it's like cradle. a cradle. What's cool about his is the uh, center of the scr- of the uh, where the switch would be um, is his start and stop button. So it's a combination of start and stop and the fader all in one chassis. So it gives it a really. Oh yeah, it's a little. It's a like a three D print. Yeah, piece it, it, in in the. And the start stop is pretty like flush on the yeah on the it's surface. all one one thing and um he the the he got he had two versions he had the three D printed version and then um, I think open format started offering 
um, one that looks like it's uh, injection molded. Um, it's, so oh, that's what, okay. That's what the options went with. Um, yeah, and it made for a really oh, clean crazy. look. You don't, you know, he doesn't have any holes drilled in. And what was cool was that he actually ran into some issues with his PTO one before we did the installation. And huh. it had nothing to do with any of the mods. So because of the mods that he picked, he was able to reassemble his PTO one, take all the mods off, and then send it back to Newmark with the warrant still intact. And they ended up saying that they fixed it. They sent it back to him. But really what what Option says is that they just shipped him a brand new PTO one. They didn't even bother furbishing his yeah. Like fixing it. And yeah. he, he was kind of kind of bummed about that because he thinks that he sent his turntable to them with some stickers on on his uh on his case, you know, oh, on man. his cover. And when he got it back it was like, Where are my stickers <laughs> at? No, they were gone. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But we did an installation, we did the tone arm installation and then he also has which is cool. Uh, the Bahari um, battery, uh, internal battery system. So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And the, the funny thing with with his, his, his installation was, was tricky because, right, he has a Jesse Dean tone arm, a Bahari part in there, an open format part, an innovator part, and then, you know, it's just, everything from different manufacturers. And we we installed everything in one night. It was cool. It was sounding good. But what we didn't do is test it. We just tested the internal speaker. It was working fine. The next day, I get a text from him. And he's like, man, there's, like, feedback when I'm – I don't know what's going on, man. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I – he was trying to explain it to me via text, and I was like, man, I'm just going to come over to the shop. It ended up being really drastic. Like, we plugged it yeah. into a portable speaker, and it was like, it was like, uh, you know, back in the day in the DMCs where you unhook the ground on your, on your deck to make tones. Like, there was that much feedback. Yeah. So what I ended up having to do is, like, find another solution, and it turned out that it, it had to do with uh, a loop being caused by the open format start and stop button. So the ground loop, like, just wasn't, like, the start uh, button just wasn't compatible. And so what I ended up having to do is get the Jesse Dean start and stop, which is a solid state start and stop, because um, the open format version, right, connects to the original um, tone arm stop, start and stop. And but the Jesse Dean is pretty tricked out because you're now installing the start and stop. He has a chipset that connects directly to the motor. And then you bypass, you do a bypass for the, start, the tone arm start and stop. Um, and then after I installed that, it got rid of the ground hum. So, yeah. And oh, that's crazy. I don't know. So that's, that's the thing. Oh, well, yeah. That's what happens. 
you got to troubleshoot when uh, when stuff like that happens. Uh, but it, it, I, I like that challenge because, uh, you know, you, you don't want to stop. And I know, man. I, I mean, I just, <laughs> I just fixed an issue that now I think that I didn't even have to replace one of my other PTO ones because um, I got into, uh, well, that that thing that you've been hearing where, where the turntable just completely won't turn on. You'll be seeing that in the forum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. And I, I just haven't narrowed it down because I think, like, it's, it, it might have been just my issue. So I didn't want to, like, put it in the forum, like, can we check this out or check that out? Because, I don't know, I've been hearing some people, you know, just plug plug their turntable in wrong or something goes on and, like, the power, the power chip, um, the power board is just, like, completely fried. And then there's other people that, you know, just say that mm. certain resistors just, you know, messed up on them. In my case, um, I did a really crappy job re-soldering the cone arm wires to the preamp. And so it was just causing um, a short in, in the overall circuit. And... You know, once I, I troubleshooted that, I mean, it was crazy. And I went from buying extra parts, you know, original OEM parts, replacing them, and it's still not turning on and being like, okay, so it's not that. And I'm cool with buying parts because, you know, it's like more the merrier. Um, and, so, and, and because I figured, you know, I just did this troubleshooting, obviously it would have been probably way easier if I pulled out a multimeter but I, you know, again, I'm not an electrician. I'm just somebody that tinkers around. So, um, figure right. out, yeah. Yeah, you learn as you go and just, you know, journal it and figure it yeah. out. You just learn from your mistakes. And, you know, that that's how I learned, basically, because, like, there's no real handbook to this. It's It's all, like, trial and error. See if it's on YouTube and which is like 95% right, of the time right. it's not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the shit you, you want to see is not on there, but like, you know, something else that has to do with it, with like, you know, portableism is, and it has nothing to do with like yeah. what yeah. you need. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's, I, I think it's cool though, because it's part of this, this like, thing where you know like like 10 years ago man i would have loved to be able to crack into my my technic 1200 and put a straight tone arm in and maybe a led light thing and then upgrade the you know the pitch control and do all these like dope things to it but like i am so intimidated and in messing up a 1200 that i can kind of get my 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 satisfaction through these PTO ones, you know, like kind of learning yeah. that, and then maybe being from this, maybe it'll build up uh, confidence to to do um, modification, you know, mods to the twelve hundred. I mean, you never know. Yeah, like uh, you know, um, pretty much like Jesse Jean. He, he's kind of 
worked backwards. I, you know, started off with drum machines and, you know, 1200s and whatever else out there. And now he's like just full on into the portable scene. It's pretty crazy. So the tire sounds breaking up. So yeah. Oh yeah. Can yeah, you hear me? <laughs> Um, yeah, man, like, okay. I, I just think it's, it's pretty cool to see someone like Jesse being out there and like, um, like in theory overseas, you know, with, with the scratch of phone to whatever health creation that he's come up with. And, and even his, his kind of, in the early days of our, our group, like him, him and Jay, like kind of going back and forth and, and sharing ideas and, and maybe, you know, and it's turning into kind of a nice, like, healthy comp- um, competition. And in the end, like, they ended up really coming on, the, <laughs> getting on the same page and building stuff for each other and talking about ideas. And I think that, that was pretty cool to see, you know, where JPEX went with the first iteration of, of like, his, his, uh, version of the scratch a phone. <laughs> yeah. To, like, yeah, that's crazy. When he had that uh, crazy scratch a phone arm. Yeah, see, and that's, <laughs> see, and that's another thing that I, I really wanted to talk about today was like, you know, we have all these like we're we're kind of spoiled right now. You know, we've, we've got we've got actual makers and vendors and and designers that are coming up with installation parts, but. What really was cool to see is like the whole DIY end of of portableism. You know, you you had people like J yeah. that and and Dilemma that were like just inspired by having the faders come out, the portable fader. You know, that that was like the 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 most fun we were all having was like, oh well. You could use a portable fader on this, or you can use a portable fader on that. Like they were, they would end up. I remember all those guys were like weekend after weekend, like every weekend they're at Goodwill, or even during the week. Like, yeah. It was cool to have them like send us pictures and say, hey, "What do you guys think of this?" And I think I could come up with something with this. You know, like, hmm. like Jason's um, or J Flex's first portable the what did he call it the strong arm was was all like yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's like all found objects and it's it's a pure diy portable turntable with you know yeah that was crazy you had the led lights yeah. flashing and and you like all figured <laughs> out how it was all powered by like uh portable rechargeable batteries you know like that's that's what was pretty cool. Like the first day he came in with that at Scratch Lounge, people were ripping. Like what is yeah. this guy doing? Like he's just he's not even setting up on the table. He had the harness with it. That was sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Bolo though. He's got the got the game of death and you know. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool to see that side. And then, like, right. Jay Flat or uh, Dilemma has his guitar hero or DJ hero set up 
that he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really show off a lot, but um, it definitely was something that that no one was doing. Like, you know, he took the uh, the DJ Hero um, video game case and converted that into a DIY portable turntable. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So. It was, it was pretty nice to see what what we was it was going on before the PTO one scratch. Because now I think a lot of focus has gone to the PTO one scratch, and we're not seeing a lot of the DIY turntables anymore, which is kind of sad. Because I I think I think that's a really valuable place to be in our community. Yeah, because, like, there, there's still a lot of folks, uh, including myself, like, still with just the regular PTO one, and, you know, there's still room to grow and uh, make some mods out of it. I Yeah, man, um, I think that's dope. Yeah. You know, until they, someone else, I mean, and then there was, a, there was a little of that hype train on that uh, cardboard box one. What oh, was that one called? Yeah, the spin box. Uh, I don't know if like that's you know if anyone's still like got you know rocking with that. You know, I haven't seen any personally. Um, I think, um, but you know, like right now, it seems it seems like the standards like the 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 S the O one S. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless you come across a Vestax, you know, some people have their Vestax, their handy tracks, and. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I have a collection, right? I just kind of ended up not getting crazy, crazy with it, but you know, I I still I still favor um, my Columbia GP3, you know, over a lot of my a lot of the PTO, uh, just because oh, yeah, yeah, just because that principle is the most. I swear <clears throat> to me, it is the most portable out of all of the turntables that I have because like the design mm-hmm. is the slimmest it's the lightest the platter is comparable to the PTO one and I mean obviously the handy tracks have the most stock like the stand the most solid uh, platter for a stock turn t- portable turntable I, I that's my opinion but uh-huh. as far as portability goes um, the, the Columbia GP3, um, that's a pretty solid turn, like design, and it's like what? It's from, I don't know, 70s, 80s design? I, I'm not sure. Or probably even earlier, earlier. than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably around the 70s. But yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I have that one, and like, I don't, I don't, and I've, I've got a handy tracks, and I think that's dope too, but. Those turntables, like, to me, there's no sense in modding them. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I wouldn't even put a certain stop in them. So, that's Yeah, you would treat that like a classic car, yeah, right? basically. I, I, I'm still, yeah, no, totally. Like, I'm still kind of, um, kind of sketched out that I put a piece of Velcro on it, you know? Like, that's the only, that's the only yeah. mod, right? Quote, unquote, mod. That I put on the handy tracks and I put on the the uh, 
going to be a GP3 because it's, I mean, how, you know, this is, uh, before we had the, uh, the fader cribs. Yeah, you just have Velcro or yeah. Yeah. sticky tape or whatever. <laughs> the thing too, like, what, have you have you noticed how many different uh, fader cribs have come out lately? I think it's pretty cool seeing at least out in the UK. <clears throat> yeah, there was that uh, 3D printed one. I forgot which um, is that uh, MK stands. Yeah. Um. They have one for the 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 RXI. Um, I don't know if they have one for the Jesse Dean, but uh, you know, well, with Jesse Dean, it, it just seems like it's either his his first uh, fader or the fader for the O1S. You know, yeah, you know, I haven't seen a powered fader from him or. <clears throat> I think that's um, cool though about him is that you know he he to me okay so this is what I speculate but it's like he understands that that's a Raiden they the, you know Raiden came up with it first to do the power thing and so he's not really trying to trying to go into com- full competition to them it's like he's recognizing that no you know what like the community is so small. That's that's your thing. I respect that, and I'm going to do my own thing. So yeah. that's what's cool about it. It's like it's kind of this understanding that, like, uh, you know, no, that's your style. I'm not going to bite your style. Like, it's really. It's, I feel like what's going on right now is really close to like to the fundamental hip hop thing, where it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, that's that's self. That's your thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to bite. And there's like real respect there and camaraderie because it's like. Yeah, man. Um, for the love of it, too. So Raiden's doing their thing with the powered devices, and then Jesse Dean not really even trying to. I'm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that Jesse Dean knows how and probably has a design for one. But I kind of think there's that unsaid, or maybe they've talked. I don't know. We're not in their team, but you know, it's pretty dope to see that there's no. At least between those two companies, they're not really kind of one-up each other. They're just going on their own routes and finding their own niches. Yeah. You know, they're benefiting everybody. So, like, you know, I I support both of, both of them. Yeah, uh, or all three. You know, Radian, Innovator, and Jesse Dean, and whoever else. You know, I'm, I'm always open to new innovations and, uh, you know, but like sometimes it's hard to keep up, you know, both in this game and the. And I know the I'm gonna game, say, so. I'm gonna say, man, with your hobbies. I mean, you know, I I I know that I've slept a little bit, beat for, but that's for a reason, right? Like I'm, I'm part of me is into collecting. Like I'm not a huge collector, but you know, like mm-hmm. I do have like a fascination with this technology because it's just so. It's so in in the forefront, cutting edge kind of DJ stuff. So, like I have, yeah. like I've supported all all of the companies that have come out, like Tokyo's Cutter. You know, I definitely got a couple of those in, in both colorways. Um, I've got the Mix Vader, um, and you know, I've the R, the, the Bolt Raiden. Well, 
version, the, the original Raiden, um, and then the RXF one, and I'm still saving up probably to get the, the RXF two. Um, and I also, you know, my first fader ever, I have it, which was the Frit, also, you know, through Tokyo. Um, hmm. um saw on Instagram uh by from Mixfader their uh little interconnect uh so you can have it analog so you can connect like to a speaker or whatever or your you know, your smartphone. Yeah, no, I, I'm gonna get one of those. I'm definitely but, gonna uh, get one of those because um what's cool about that device is that you no longer have to always be running the audio out of your phone or whatever, like, right. you know, a tablet. Or... It just turns it, it, you know, into a, it's basically like a yeah. dongle to, to turn it into a analog connection. Yeah, which is, which is so, because, <clears throat> you know, um, it frees up space, I think. Um, what I'm still waiting for, and I'm, I'm hoping somebody figures this out, is just something where I don't have to plug in a wire to a portable speaker that with no lag, I can just plug in to my turntable output, you know, whatever it's a mixer or whatever, and then plug something else in that's wireless to a, a portable speaker. Um, and then, you know, be free of the wire. Because a lot of times, right, what do we do, man? Like, if we're at home, we're out at the park or whatever, you know, how cool mm-hmm. would it be to just be like, oh, man, um, the sun just shifted. I need to move over, but I still got this wire. And you got to have to, like, pick everything up. But it would be way way cooler to be yeah. like, okay, I just, I'm going to go move my turntable wherever with me. And then the speaker's still over there, you know, like completely wireless instrument system. I mean, I know they're out there in the market and we can utilize those tools, but they're not designed for portableism, you know. It's, yeah. You know, you, no. you're, you're going to have to figure out how to do like a guitar, you know, wireless guitar systems, which are mono, uh, mono plugs. And then there's a bunch of other, there's a couple other solutions that I was researching that like sure has a, a wireless instrument system. Um, and there's this other company, um, but it's all designed for, you know, and it's expensive and it's like way more than like your turntable for sure. And for oh, most yeah. of us that are just hobbyists, it's like, why would I, why, you know, like, why would I really spend that much money? I mean, I guess if I had money like that, but like you said. <laughs> yeah. And personally for me, uh, and that's where I kind of stopped with the modding, you know, once it gets like close to uh, the cost of a, a, a actual 12 inch turntable, then uh, you kind of got to think about uh, budgeting and, you know, kind of plan on what you really need out of out of your portable yeah no i'm totally i'm on the same page as you man like like that that is something that i take in consideration i like where my pto one is oh shiz oh uh 
Hello? Do we got statics up in here? Yeah. Statics. Yo, yo. Yo, what's up? What up? That's crazy. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, up, man? Uh, um, I'm not going to be very long because I got to I gotta, I gotta turn in. I got to wake I got 7 in tomorrow. That's all good. It's all good. Glad yeah, you man. came in. Um, so, yeah, uh, speaking of uh, I, looking at your questions, uh, uh, Flip, Strip, uh, on the, the Scratch Noise feed uh, about the questions, uh, yes, I am a regular crossfader, and uh, my favorite... Um, my favorite uh, seven inch is uh, the the super seal baby seal, and the other oh, one. Cool. cool. Um, uh, what was the other one? God damn it! Which one? Uh, ah, the... fresh or none? Oh yeah, ah. Uh, I I like the ah. I like the ah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for the as far uh. as like looper. Uh, that's a hard one. I do like that, uh, um, the, the P, was it, the, the P48, uh, tableless, uh, app. Uh, it's just the fact because you can, um, you, you can fuck with the, uh, the speed, the pitch. The pitch, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's net. pretty cool. Yup, yup. Big, big shout out to those guys, cause, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I totally agree, man. Being able to mess with the pitch and the volume, and then, um, I mean, it's it's not it's the, the interface, right? It's not as like uh, visually pleasing as like maybe table, you know, table beats is, but the functions, yeah, I agree, man. There's a lot more options you can do with the. What about- have you all uh, in- entered into the uh, Wildcats? No, I have, I have not. Uh, are, are you going to uh, enter will, this year or no? Um, I'm kind of trying. Today I was, I, I spent some time trying to work on something. Uh, yeah, it's still work in progress. We'll see. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's like, you're like uh, the guy that's playing mulatto. Yeah, wait till the very last minute. <laughs> Well, that's what I did on the last one. I was like, oh, man, you know, it, I got to put something in. Oh, shit. I'm going to lose. Fuck it. So I think that's, <laughs> I think that's how all of us felt because round one, the the beat to me was like kind of tough, right? I had a hard time with that, that beat. Um, and then the weather that weekend where like that weather was whack. Like, we had wind gusts of, like, you know, 30, 30 mile an hour to 40 mile an hour gusts, and uh, I was, and it was cold, and, it, yeah, it just, that was a tough one, man, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, like last, yeah, last year was, like, that's, like, I had, I had that window up, and, you know, where I, 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 it was, like, nice weather, and I decided to go, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do my recording up in freaking Cary Park, and that's what I did. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, uh, Statics, how how are you on right now? Are you on your phone or are you on uh, on uh, your, your on computer? 
Okay. So, uh, what do you think of the uh, the Anchor app? Like, it's they revamped it. Oh, word. Oh, I saw or that. Or you, you haven't really yeah, messed around with it yet. I saw that. I haven't played with it too much, but I like I like the first screen that comes up and gives you all those different options to like start start a podcast and invite your friends right away. Um, or just go. Yeah, like right now, I'm tripping out that like both of you are on. Like, we're just here talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm like brushing my teeth right now in the bathroom. <laughs> that's cool. You know, yep. that's how we do it here. You know, no filter. Okay. This Fuck is it. cool though. It like shows you how long we've been podcasting for. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, but um. <laughs> I like uh, that. Was man, pretty I like crazy. Your uh, profile pic for the Partibles podcast. Were you uh, getting your eyes checked that day? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they were asking if um, I. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I got. Oh, he's back. Because um, I needed a. Pick me up. I needed um. <laughs> I needed to get my eyes checked, and uh, they wanted if I know if I wanted a cover over my glasses or what what you see there That's on my uh, profile. <laughs> it looks like. So, yeah, it, it kind of looks like yeah. a Kumobi, uh, uh, yeah, shades. Really I was like, wait. At first glance, it totally does like, like your glasses kind of look like the inlay. But then when you look mm-hmm. further into the detail, you're like, oh, wait, he's got like a a shade in the back, like he's at the doctor, the eye doctor, or something. Yeah. It, so yeah, you could use that for like a superhero costume, you know. Maybe I'll use it for my crack panther yeah, yeah, costume. Remember, you know what that year. reminds me of is like you, you guys. Did you guys go to Expo eighty six? Yes, I remember Expo yes. eighty six. Like, like, like that. Like, we got like a bunch of souvenirs from that, like stickers and shit. Yeah, do you, do you remember, do you remember, like, oh, shit, well, do you remember, like, um, everybody was rocking those, like, silver, all one-piece shades? Like, they're all, like, chromed out in the front? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like some yeah. Brian Bosworth shit. I just remember they were giving those out for free at Expo 86. That kind of dates me, but it's like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, and I got cut off, but yeah, I was saying, like, like yeah, I, I, I remember getting a lot of, like, souvenirs at Expo 86. I think my, somehow my dad came up on a bunch of, like, freaking, you know, stickers and, you know, whatever, uh, souvenirs and shit. Yeah, I was just saying that, um, uh, Patrick, or Patrick's, uh, profile take for, the podcast reminds me of Expo 86 because everybody was walking around with those free sunglasses and they were like <laughs> all all mirror finish in the front, like one like like a two way mirror kind of shit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80s was pretty crazy with the fashion and style. Yeah, and it's getting recycled back. Well, some some aspects of it are. Well, yeah, look, look, skinny jeans are back and... Parachute uh, pants. 
parachute pants and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, vinyl okay. records are back in. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to ask Pat. What, so, oh, it looks like you popped out again. So Pat, what's the, what's the style of a uh, crossfader do you prefer? Um, right now, I'm standard, but I, I, I could, I'm open to both, but like, I prefer, I'm right-handed, so, uh, scratch on the right side, and I forgot the other question. And then what's the, what's <laughs> the second question here, are you an all fresh or none? You there? You there? Yeah. Okay. So the second question was all fresh or none for you, Pat? Uh, I, I like all, uh, but like right now I've been trying to open, be open to uh, different sounds. Because, you know, I, I hear out there like people, you know, it's not cool to do all uh, or fresh these days because like it's just played out, but Really, I don't care, but I, I, I still like ah, sometimes fresh. So uh, I'm open to. I, <laughs> you know, I see, I see, man. Like the the past couple, past couple months when we've been sessioning, like I, I rarely hear you using the ah fresh. <laughs> like consistently doing something different, and um, yeah, a lot of wordplay is what I've been hearing from you a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like, um, I forgot where I was. It was, like, either Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. Uh, was it uh, Kodak Visuals? Mm-hmm. They were they had a YouTube on um, stabs. Uh, uh, doing stabs with uh, wordplay. So, that looked pretty cool. I, mean, I, gotta check. I forgot where I saw it, though. I gotta check that out, though. So the other question. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's a scratch poop video or or what. Yeah. Yeah, I like so. to try to you know go away from the ah or the fresh too, but I just took mm-hmm. like, kind of literally if like as far as like what was my favorite um like sample at the two is like I, I, yeah I, I I do ah yeah. Yeah, man, I'm I'm not afraid to say it that the like ah. And fresh, depending on uh, the the mood of the mood of the beat that I'm practicing to. Yeah, that's like that's like the two. You know, you can get mad aggressive with the ah, and then you're trying to mellow out. You know, usually use the fresh because you, you know, I mean, both both tones are long, and you can get usually multiple phrases from them. Like especially with fresh, right? It's broken down into three syllables. Uh, based on tone, and then the ah, you know, you, I mean, it's just one of the best samples ever created. So, yeah. almost, especially if you're using someone's record that they've that they've recorded it at, at like a good beat, 
like not not necessarily ultra pitch, mm-hmm. but like say you can play it right at fifty percent, and and it's just like the, the tone of it is warm, not too high pitch, not too bassy. It's just like right in that even tone, so you can adjust it with with whatever fader or wh- whatever is on your mixer. You know the the level on your mixer. But I think though with with seven inches, right? So with the portable stuff. It really depends on what record I'm using when I'm using the AW, because it every AW is, is is recorded differently on these records, and that's like interesting to hear Alex say, like, "Oh yeah, I like the Scratchy Seal um, as my favorite," and I'm wondering if it has to do with the way that the AW and Fresher are recorded. What do you yep. think, Alex? Mm-hmm. Part of it is, yeah, that because I think the the Scratchy Seal has been it's like one of the couple records I have that are that, you know, the, well, everything's been recorded kind of like really good quality and you, it's like loud, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, part of it is that, but I, I, I kind of still like, I still like the scratchy seal, you know, um, uh, record in general. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Pat? Like what, What's your go-to record right now, Patrick? Uh, right now, it's um, the DJ Babu one, the Cut-A-Lot one. I forgot what it's called, but uh, I don't have it in front of me. Um, and then and then the Scratchy Seal always, you know, that's kind of a go-to. Yeah. Um. How about what was what was what was your first what was the first seven inch you guys ever came up on? Oh, the first what? Oh, let's see, mine was I I ordered off. Uh, where did I order well. it off? Of? I don't know if it was Tokyo or some other. It was one of those like early websites. I, I think I got the Tokyo uh, the Seven Samurai one. That was one of my favorites. And then it was Scratchy Seal. Let's see here. I'm going into my bag right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the mini duck breaks, uh, that's kind of my go-to. And then my first one... It's in one of these. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. It's actually the shortcut one. The swaps. Um, but it has like the... It's got the skipless scratch yeah. sentences. And then um, on the other side, it has like a trap transition and EDM transition. 128 BPM. 75 BPM. Yeah. Man. Oh man, I should start that, that using one, this. That one, I think he he kind of came up with that record a while ago, right? Like he was using that as a transitional record between DJs when they had to switch out. Yeah. Um, laptops and stuff. I think that, that's a, an actual. Huh. Th- this one, the swaps. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously based on the term, right, or the name of the record, it just says yeah. When you're swapping in between, um, in between DJs or whatever, you put this 
record out because, you know, it's easy to carry around and you don't have to carry another 12-inch record and all you have to do is have your Serato records. So, those records, like, really cool yeah. concept with, with the swap. Um, what else, man? Like, man, we should we should definitely try to get Freshwell on on one of your podcasts. Oh, dope. Oh yeah, I, I'm. He probably doesn't have like one, just one favorite. Okay, no. <laughs> so, so if, uh, if if anybody like is listening to this podcast and you're not from uh, the Northwest, Seattle, Tacoma. Um, Washington area, man. DJ Freshwell is like one of the biggest uh, uh, record diggers on that that I think I know of. He's like a um, record. And record slangers. You know, he slangs them and, and trades, and you know, he's still really heavy in the, the vinyl theme. So I remember. It was cool, like having him come out to our um, last season's um, barbecue. The, the the season closer came up and and <laughs> always come through with records to sell. Sometimes I like I shudder at the thought when he comes through. Like, oh god damn it, I'm gonna have to die some records. Yeah, I feel like I have to give everybody that I know heads up like, that special is gonna be in the house. So y'all don't forget to bring some extra cash. <laughs> well, it was the yeah. Though. That was dope. Yeah, they brought in that that boombox. Yeah. That classic boombox that that you could plug in an auxiliary into. Like that's another thing, man. Like he he he's on top of it because like. You know, we've all been talking about modding turntables so far, but what about modding, you know, the most important thing, the, the audio source? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have, I have a, uh, the only boombox I really have um, is the, uh, The TDK uh, boombox, you know, the real sim- simplistic layout. Is that the one you got from the turntables and trails? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, nice. that's my only, like, boombox and that that if I, I was trying to floss out with a yeah. uh, portable, portable setup at the park, that's probably what I would roll out with. I need to check them out again. I want to go dig dig for some records over there too. You know, they got some. You know, they got a couple collections and you know a couple crates in in their in their. Well, speaking of digging, man, I think the the Seattle record show is coming up, like vinyl show. Hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. I heard. Um, on one of the, the threads that I think uh, Tecumta and uh, and uh, some of the other uh, final collecting DJs were talking about showing up at 
coming up, I think, in, in March sometime. So we got to look out for that. I don't know if you guys would need to come to roll out to that. Mm-hmm. Is it the Big Dig yeah, Record the Show? Big Record Show, I think, either Yellow Center or the Convention Center, something like that. Oh. Uh, let oh, me see here. Yeah. I saw it um, posted on a while ago. Shit, we should just go there and post and just That's fucking what I'm saying. <laughs> piss off. I fucking piss off people because what are you doing to those vendors? Hey, all the audio files are like, hey, where are these a-holes doing? Just like set up and like busk, busking style, right? Just, just like a gorilla session mm-hmm. in front of the all the serious audio filers that that uh, <laughs> worship the the record gods. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Yep. DJ Flex is posting some. Nipple flicking action. The nipple so flicker. Nipple flicking. Nipple <laughs> flick. Nipple flick. That's a scratch. They <laughs> <laughs> were talking about okay. that last night. Um, Alex, Alex came over for a scratch test. Ooh. And uh, we were talking about how, you know, back in the 90s, like, I think. It's just that was a technique that probably somebody was doing already, and it's kind of cool to see it coming back in the portableist world. Mm. Yeah. But I basically think that that is a left handed scratcher technique, like exclusive left handed scratching technique. Mm hmm. Because, I mean, unless you can flick really well with your pinky and on your right hand. Yeah, they have some strong thinking and serious dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, oh yeah, wait, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you just like break your pinky trying to do a nipple scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day we'll need to get J Flex on and. All the other heads has any, on. Has anybody else uh, like uh, hopped on today tonight? This is uh, this is uh, kind of like a the premiere show. show. We're on the inaugural yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, um, well, really, this is episode four, but um, it's inaugural because like you're the yeah. first guest, basically, we- on the Portless podcast. Yes. So, yeah, but, like, right now, I'm looking at the time. Uh, we've been on for over 65 minutes. <laughs> okay. Right. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Because, like, my normal uh, casts are only, like, 10, <laughs> 10 minutes, you know. And, that, and that's just me rambling, trying to come uh-huh. up with stuff. Well, <laughs> but uh, I, I think this went pretty well. Um, Alex, where can we find you at uh, social social wise? Where, where I can a, uh, I have a very limited uh, well, 
I have a few places I'm at. I have a, a YouTube account, um, and uh, it's like you just just type in Crazy AK with two Zs, as in Zulu, uh, you know, at Yahoo, I mean, I mean at uh, YouTube. And I'm also on, um, have stuff on, um, on uh, SoundCloud, DJ StatX, SoundCloud, and MixCloud, DJ StatX, same thing. And I have some photography shit. Is that all one word? Under Crazy AK. Cool, cool. And what about you, Justin? Where can we find you uh, social media-wise? mostly active on Instagram under joint1980. Uh, um, I do have a YouTube account. It's also joint1980. Um, and my SoundCloud is uh, DJ Joint 1980. Um, haven't been very active on the SoundCloud, uh, just because of you know because of the stuff that's going on with it, whatever. Um, and YouTube, um, I mean, I'm planning to do a little more. Um, but uh, yeah, just trying to get the right equipment to get on there. But yeah, mainly active on Instagram. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, well, about to wrap this up. Um, I'm glad you guys uh, got to be on this uh, inaugural show. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know when we'll do this next time, but uh, I hope to just have you guys on again and more guests. Uh, so I, I think this was a pretty yeah. cool turnout. Yeah. yeah I Thanks for having us. That's pretty cool. Thanks. So, okay. Um, we'll get at you and um, All right. I'll keep cutting. Good night. Out. All right. Night. Night. Hey, what's up? So, this is the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Again, you can find me on Instagram at flip the script f-l-i-p-d-s-k-r-i-p-t uh my portable uh, instagram is at phonographics at f-o-n-o-g-r-a-f-x and then portable group the northwest portable find us at n-w-p-o-r-t-a-b-l-i-s-t-s thanks for listening please subscribe rate comment like, dislike, and keep cutting.